to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Darlene Brock, and yesterday we had a team meeting for the Grit and Grace Project, and you know, Julie, the entire time I'm getting text from my daughter who's giving me a blow-by-blow blow of her potty <laughs> training of my little grandchild, and it was pretty hysterical. My favorite part is how you were actually asking for my advice on how to help her, which, I mean, that's cute that you yeah, think I have but you any freaking idea of what I'm doing <laughs> ever. No, you gave her, and she's actually trying it, so. So there you go. Well, that's cute. Um, so you're Darlene Brock. I'm Julie Graham, um, and I am a single mom to a now four-year-old. And can we just say that he is a feisty four-year-old? Uh, he is. The other day I was stressing, as moms do, um, about the fact that I'm late in putting him into sports. But here's the deal. I don't really want to be doing it. So I was like, I'll ask him. That's what you're supposed to do as a good mother is you know, talk to your child about what they want. So I said, Link, what sport do you want to play? Uh-huh. And this is what he said. When I get older, I don't want to play a sport. I just want to walk around the house. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag goals, people. And I'm like, you know what? The apple doesn't fall far. We can do that. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Well, you might have heard that third laugh in the background. If you've been listening to our show for any length of time, you've maybe picked up on the fact that Darlene and I like to bring in an expert as needed, which can we be real? It's often needed. Often, very, very often. (laughs) To share about things that we don't actually know what we're talking about. I mean, the (laughs) list doesn't usually stop us, but exactly. (laughs) Um, So today we decided to bring in one of our friends who is a popular writer at the Grit and Grace Project. Um, You may recognize her as our hippie in heels. She's written several pieces about natural health and generally just being crunchy. That's me generalizing. (laughs) Um, And she's got a lot of amazing pieces about her actual personal story from widowhood to now boy mom of three. But she is our dear friend, Ashby Duvall, and she's here to share with us a little bit about hormone health. And I just want to go ahead and downplay it right now. She does not want me to say that she's an expert, but she knows a heck of a lot more about it than I do. What about you, Dar? Me too, absolutely. (laughs) Hands down. So welcome to the show, our dear friend, Miss Ashby Duvall. Well, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And I will say that I'm an expert in hormone imbalance. You can ask my family, (laughs) which is actually what led me to research all of this in great length um, to figure out how to be healthy, how to not have crazy mood swings, how to not always be tired. And so if I can help even one person on their journey towards hormonal health, I would just feel great about that. That's great. Now, hormones, it's a subject that I think whenever women hang together, we somehow get on that one. We somehow get on hormones. So, you know, I think there's kind of a funny how people should treat us if we're um, in the middle of a hormone crisis. What do you think, Julie? <laughs> a hormone crisis. I like it. I've personally never experienced one of those. So, uh, <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, you actually found this hilarious uh you know, how-to guide that we can hand to the men in our lives on how to speak to us, you know, about important things. And so um, we'll put this in the show notes just for a good LOL. So this would be a dangerous question to ask the woman in your life. What's for dinner? What's a safer way to ask her that, Dar? Um, How about, can I help you with dinner? Yes. What's an even safer one, Julie? Where would you like to go for dinner, honey? Oh, right answer. Right answer. (laughs) But Ashby, give them the ultra safe way to answer that. Here, honey, have some wine. (laughs) 
<laughs> have some wine. Or chocolate, if I'm being honest. Yes. Yes. Ice cream, actually. Yeah. Have some chocolate ice cream. Yeah, have some chocolate ice cream. Actually, a half a gallon. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, Another goodness. one. You walk in the room, and he says to you, uh, are you wearing that? Not mm-hmm. a good question. Nope. Red alert. A safer comment would be, you look good in brown. Yeah. I can't say that without laughing. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone look good in brown? Oh, Ashby might. I don't know. What do you think? <sighs> and so. so what's the safest? Here, honey, have some wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. This one definitely had us um, rolling, but also nodding our heads emphatically because sometimes our bodies just, they betray us mm-hmm. <laughs> and we can't control the way we react to things hard as we might try. And so Ashby, I know that you have clearly said you're not an expert, but you sent us a few notes that you wanted to kind of help our listeners, just to get to know ourselves a little bit better when it comes to um, this this natural thing that's happening on the inside of us mm-hmm. um, that can make us feel crazy, but um, also just some ways that we can handle those things a little bit better. So teach us your ways. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, first, I think it's important to understand what are these nasty little boogers called hormones. They actually are wonderful when they're balanced, but when something is off, there's two things that I think can affect your health the most. And that is your gut balance or imbalance and an imbalance of hormones. Because one of those two things or both of those things, you're going to have a very hard time being healthy. And a lot of times in Western medicine, they're overlooked or they're prescribed, they prescribe something synthetic, a birth control, Prozac, (laughs) anything to help us. But it's just like a Band-Aid on a bleeding wound instead of getting to the root of why do I feel apathetic right now? Why are my period's such a mess? Why am I having such a hard time transitioning to menopause? These are all symptoms of something in our body that's off. So it's important to get to the root of that. And hormones are interesting. They affect your metabolism, your sexual function, your reproduction, your mood. We're very aware of that. Mm -hmm. And they're actually produced in your endocrine glands, which are a group of cells And the major endocrine glands, you probably have heard about your thyroid, your pituitary, um, your thymus, your adrenals, and your pancreas. And so when one of those glands aren't working properly, your tissues aren't getting the hormones that they need. So it's just, it's really important to figure out where am I off? What can I do to support my hormones so that I can live the best quality of life? So how do you know, Ashby, the difference between my hormones are off or this is just normal nonsense that I'm feeling Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're all hormonal at different times of the month or life. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? How do you know this is off the chart? I really need to do something. Mm -hmm. Okay. Extreme pain is a good indicator. Um, Endometriosis, PCOS, those types of things. Extreme fatigue, hair loss. Those are going to be indications of thyroid. Um, Also adrenal. Adrenal is something I went through a lot and my, basically my cortisol levels were flat. I got tested to see where my hormones were. And I'll talk about that in a few minutes of how you can do that as well. But it came back that I had the progesterone of an 80-year-old woman. I was in my 20s. Yeah, yeah. I was under extreme stress. And that's a lot of times what adrenal, you know, they'll shut down if you are. And that was what was happening. And I knew something was wrong. You know your body. You know what's normal. The problem, I think, in our culture is that we're starting to normalize or justify really extreme PMS symptoms, or this is just part of what you have to go through through menopause, and it's actually not. But our bodies in this culture are under assault in a way they've never been before, just in regards to 
processed foods, mm-hmm. toxins in our makeup, in our body care, our shampoos, in our home that we're cleaning with, and stress. Stress is a huge one. We're in a go, go, go society. Mm-hmm. I'm busy. It's like we wear that badge of, of busy yeah. honor. Um, I'm busy, busy, busy. That makes us feel better or it makes us sound important. We're in the information age. We're in the social media age where everybody looks really shiny and like they've got their act together and it makes us feel like we need to always have our act together. When we're just seeing a little bit of what's on stage, we're not seeing the behind the curtain, what's really going on. And so it puts pressure on us. And all of these things can disrupt our hormone balance, believe it or not. I kept waiting for you to mention the busyness and the stress because I think that could be easy, at least from where I'm sitting in this, literally in this corner of the room, feeling like when I get overwhelmed, most of the time I just assume it's because I've put too much on my plate. Mm -hmm. And what I hear you saying is that can be part of it, but continuing to live that kind of lifestyle could actually put my hormones out of balance. Am I hearing you right? Absolutely. In fact, our bodies recognize stress the same way they would as if you're being chased by a lion or you're running a marathon. Just the fact that you have mental stress, your body, your cortisol levels, your stress hormones that are produced in your adrenal glands are actually sending those same signals to your body of that kind of fight or flight. So one of the first things we need to do to control our hormones is to control our life. Mm-hmm. is to control our commitments, is to control our busyness. That's mm-hmm. that's a tall order, but it makes perfect sense. It does. You yeah. want to keep that level of peace in your life. And saying no, as hard as it is sometimes, if you're a yes woman or you want to be a people pleaser, I struggle with people pleasing a lot. I have my whole life. And when I'm focused on that, I tend to overcommit. And it doesn't just affect me. It affects my family. When I'm saying yes to something, it means I'm saying no to something else. And sometimes that can be quality time with my spouse or being kind to my children. It's important that we keep those things in check. Okay, so I officially believe you that these hormone things, boogers as you called them, which is so (laughs) boy mom of you, um, (laughs) I believe you that they're important and that maybe, maybe just maybe, we all have some imbalance going on. So give us some practical ways we can address what we might be experiencing. Absolutely. I would love to. I came up with a special acronym for you guys today. Ooh, fun. So here we go. We um, write down SEEDS, S-E-E-D-S, and these are just issues that are going to help you address some of those imbalances in a holistic, healthy way, no matter where you are. If you're suffering from thyroid, adrenal, PMS, hot flashes, whatever, all of these things you can do to help you balance out. So the first one is stress. And we talked about that just a little bit before, but a lot of times with menopause, with PMS, you have increased anxiety, moodiness, depression, and then managing your stress it's just a really important way to reduce some of those symptoms. You know, we tend to emotionally eat or we gain weight or there's a lot of fatigue. (laughs) (laughs) That's just beyond comprehension. Yeah. Yeah. And we lose... Dar said she actually chooses not to eat when she's stressed. And I actually try to eat everything that's not nailed down. What about you? You and I can hang out, Julie. (laughs) Another one is poor sleep and low libido. Those are also symptoms. So Mm -hmm. reducing stress in your life some of those ways you can do that. Exercise is a great one. I'm going to address that a little bit more because that's actually one of the E's, but that does help reduce stress. Meditation, just taking time to breathe. Your body, actually adrenals love four things. They love air. So you want to take some really deep breaths all the way in, fill those lungs up, all the way out, release it out. They love oxygen. They love food. They love sleep water. You know, just, it seems like every time. Okay. I'm just listening to this list going, every woman in America that I know, or at least me, 
That just sounds huge for me to sit down and actually breathe. Breathe, right? And relax. And oh my word, that makes me stressed. (laughs) I love, I know, right? I love yoga because they say inhale, exhale. It's a reminder to breathe. Ah, In our busy, busy culture, it is so hard. We're just go, go, go. And you just need to give yourself that permission when you're feeling stressed to take a minute and just count to five deep breaths. It sounds so basic and five minutes can make a huge difference. And I think we can all do five minutes a day. My sanctuary right now is the bathroom. I've got three little boys and I mean, not even that is sacred sometimes. I've got, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the hand under the door. Who knew? Yeah. Mommy, yeah. are you pooping? Right. Stop asking Oh, questions. at least they're under the door. Mine are like in my lap with a book. I'm like, come on, you know, <laughs> but sometimes I'll run there and I'll just take some deep breaths. And it really, it's amazing how that'll refocus you. And, and it seems like with any health problem, it's always the same things, you know, manage stress, water, just the basics, getting Mm -hmm. back to basics of taking a step back. And am I doing these very basic things Mm -hmm. to help me? So spending time in nature is a great one. I'm always amazed by how taking a walk can kind of just refocus me or there's a great practice called grounding and it's taking your shoes off and walking barefoot in the grass. If it's wet, it's even better. It sounds so nuts. Mm-hmm. Some people call it earthing. Oh no, I actually love that. Really? I hate shoes. So See? just anywhere. Yeah. I, I, I hate dirt. I'm in trouble. <laughs> I, I love shoes and I hate yeah, dirt. Do. I don't That's think I true. can do this grounding no, thing. I, I <laughs> could do this one because I hate shoes and I've even walked barefoot in the snow. That's something really simple you can do. It's just taking a minute, you know, so being in nature, I love water, going to the beach, sitting on the beach. I look out at that ocean and I'm like, I've got a really big God and my problems really aren't that big. It always just relaxes me. There's something about getting out of your home, getting fresh air to really release some of that stress. Let me just tell you, close relationships are great for stress. This is an excuse for you to have a wine night with your girlfriends or go and eat some chocolate or just talk. It is actually increases the progesterone in your body, which is a good thing to sit and have a talk with a girlfriend. Like you kind of feel just like everything's right with the world. When you've had one of those great chats with your girlfriend, that's because it actually is doing really good things for you and your body. So next time that you want to go out with your girls, you tell your man, Hey, watch the kids because I will be healthy and happier and you will love me if you do this. It is true. I I mean, you literally can't walk away. I mean, from a really good pal and not feel something. It releases those feel-good hormones in your body. So there is an actual Real reason quick, for let it. me just say that we will link in the show notes to eight ideas for a cheap girls' night with your friends because everyone's like, on my calendar, girls' yeah. night. Good. <laughs> Perfect. And then just dedicating time to spiritual practices. If that's having some time in the Word, if that's prayer for you, whatever that is, that's imperative. It really is. You know, we're made up of our mind, our soul, our body, and you have to attend to all of them. So letter E, environmental toxins. So we Uh-oh. <laughs> I think I consume those just my whole life. Okay. Yeah. Is coffee an environmental toxin? First, let's get that off the table. Oh, okay. don't say that. Don't I'm say not going to say that. I'm such a coffee fan. So okay, good. <laughs> I am she so can stay. relieved. <laughs> I will say drink organic if you can, because okay. they are there are pesticides in that. So if you can get a fair trade organic coffee, you're just going to reduce some of the toxic load on your body. We're never going to be able to fully reduce the toxic load. Our couches, our car seats, they're sprayed with fl- fire retardant. It's even in our clothing. It's its very impossible to escape all of it. So what we want to do is try and reduce the load as much as we can. When I first found out about this, I freaked out. I was like, oh my gosh, my cleaning products are killing me. My toothpaste is killing me. Where do I start? It seemed like such a huge expensive endeavor. So I just did one thing at a time, which is kind of my motto anyway, like 
one hour at a time, one day at a time. And it was just one thing at a time. I replaced the toothpaste. Okay, now that, you know, my spray for my counter is out. Okay, next time I'm going to buy um, one that's green and doesn't have the temp- chemicals in it. Or, um, you know, there's parabens and sulfates in my shampoo. Okay, so next time I'm going to look for one that doesn't have that. I'm going to make sure that's not on my kids. You know, our skin is our biggest organ in our body. Essentially, if you're putting a toxin on your body, you're drinking it. It's going straight into your bloodstream. You know, and I'm, I am not crunchy in any way whatsoever. Okay. Although I, thank you for using that word though. Yeah. I feel like I should take some credit for that. You should. Yeah. (laughs) Crunchy, crunchy. But I don't want our listeners to think Mm -hmm. you only, that you have to go extreme. I think what you just said is perfect is one at a time Mm -hmm. or choose Mm -hmm. or next time you have to re-up on something. I love that. Then think about what you're consuming. But I think all of us could get in a panic and not want to sit on our couch or, you know, consume our toothpaste. Right. And then you're adding stress, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't think I could ever get to a place where I didn't want to sit on my couch. (laughs) I mean, did you hear what my son said he wanted to do when he grows up? He doesn't want to play sports. He just wants to walk around the house. I'll be sitting on the couch watching him. (laughs) That's hilarious. Again, don't go crazy about it. Just as you learn about it and as you can afford it, start replacing. And one of the things I think you can do are essential oils. They're great. I'm sure everybody listening right now knows someone who sells essential oils or, I mean, the quality is important. Um, You want to make sure that they're You don't want to get them at Walmart necessarily. Like there's synthetic oils that are going to hurt you more than they help you. But if you get a really good quality oil, that's, that can help a lot because it, first of all, helps you with the frequencies in your body. That sounds really new agey and weird, but it really (laughs) does help. And it goes right into your bloodstream in a good way. All of these things are medicinal. And so if you start making your own cleaner, which is nothing, it's like vinegar and uh, a couple drops of essential oils, you're going to make first of all, save money. And then you're going to start actually benefiting your health instead of assaulting it. And so we have to kind of take a step back as we're starting to experience symptoms of things that are hurting us. What could we do to maybe reduce some of those things? Okay. So I'll confess, I agree that essential oils are great and I have a whole box of them Mm -hmm. and I don't really know what to do with them. So can you give us just a few tips on essential oils? Yes, because I was you. I had a box (laughs) sitting on my desk for like two years. It was terrible, but I ended up watching some like free summit online or something about essential oils and it kind of got me interested. And then of course you hear about them all the time. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I started looking at one a week. Okay. How can I use lemon oil this week? Okay. Or how can I use peppermint? Peppermint helps with headaches, helps with hot flashes. So just kind of, and you can Google that, you can Pinterest that all day long. I did try to help my husband with headaches with peppermint oil once. Uh Um, and first of all, that he actually let me do it was amazing. Uh-huh. So I was putting it on his temples, but I, I got it too close and like it got in his eye and so he was screaming and he's like, you're supposed to be helping me. And I said, I am. Now you're not thinking about your headache. Your eyes are burning. That's hysterical. So no, I it's use so true. Well. Well, yeah. That's a good transition into how to safely use this. So usually. <laughs> that's what you can count on me for. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of times you're going to want to put them in a carrier oil. And so one of the carrier oils. I love is coconut oil or fractionated coconut oil is even better because it's not thick. It's already um, melted. And then olive oil is a great one. You don't have to run out and buy something, but just using a really healthy oil to put a couple drops in goes a long way. First of all, it won't evaporate off your skin as quickly. And then if you do have a hot oil like oregano or something along those lines, it's going to mitigate that. 
But some of the ones you can use specifically for hormone health are clary sage, which is a great one. And one of the ways I like to use this is you can buy like roller balls on Amazon. You can get six of them for $6.99 or something like that. Put some coconut oil in there. Put a few drops of clary sage or whatever hormone helping essential oil there are. There's fennel, lavender, sandalwood, thyme. All of these are really great to help balance hormones, thyroids, adrenals, all these things. So if you put a few drops and maybe you look up a blend for hormone balance on Pinterest or you know you just use the clary sage and you put that on the rollerball and you put it on the back of your neck, maybe on the inside of your thigh or on your abdomen, that's where it's going to be absorbed the most to help your hormones. So that's a great thing to do. I mean, I have one for an adrenal when I'm starting to feel stressed. I grab that thing and I mean, it's, it's pretty immediate. It kind of freaks me out how it works. So yeah, just pick one a week and try and figure out how it works or make a list. I have a list on the inside of my medicine cabinet that has a list of what each oil does. So that's right. kind of another Man, one. Man, there'd be days I'd be rolling it all over me. <laughs> <laughs> so the first E was environmental toxins. Mm-hmm. And you can throw in essential oils in that to kind of replace that. So gotcha. yes. Um, All right, let's move on to the next E in your SEEDS acronym. Okay, so now we're on to exercise. Exercise Ooh, is... I like this one. Yeah, so you're <laughs> you're awesome. You're boot camp lady over there. I'm yeah, so impressed. Yeah, she's impressed. impressed. So <laughs> when you're done exercising, you clinically are reducing anxiety in your body. You are reducing depression symptoms. There are many studies out there that literally say exercise can be more effective than antidepressants. Wow. Yeah, so it's really important. But one thing I will warn is that the type of exercise you do if you're imbalanced hormonally is important. If you go out and you run six miles and you're imbalanced, your thyroid's off, your adrenals are off, you could actually do more harm than good because it's putting too much stress on your body. Interesting. You need to listen to your body. Only you know what's going on in there. I always tell everyone, be your own advocate. You know when something's off. So one of the things that are great are rebounding. I don't know if you guys have heard of the little trampolines you jump up and down. That's great for your lymphatic system. Oh, and that's fun it's too. It's fun, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we have one of those at our house. We do little uh, obstacle courses, or I can just be homeschooling my son and jumping up and down, or make him jump up and down <laughs> to yeah, get really. some of the energy out. But that's great for your lymphatic system. I mean, some people recommend doing that at least 10 minutes a day. Another one is weights. Believe it or not, weights are really good for your hormone health. So I don't know the cardio too much. You just have to be careful with that because again, it can stress those glands, can stress your endocrine system and you don't want to do that. So um, listen to your body. What do you like to do? And sometimes if you just find something you enjoy, if it's taking a hike, if it's going for a few laps in the pool, if it's you know, boot camp for you, whatever it is that brings you joy and you like doing it, you're going to stick with that. So you want to find out what that is. Absolutely. We actually just had an article recently um, that I enjoyed reading, even though I'm really happy with what I'm doing right now for my um, type of exercise, but there were lots of fun and different types of exercises in it. So I'll make sure to link to it in the show notes. It's called some of the most popular ways to exercise right Mm. now. And actually you mentioned one of them was the trampoline style workout. So I think what you said is key. Find something that you like so that you can actually stick with it. Absolutely. We're not looking for another way to torture ourselves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that leads us to D, the dreaded D word, the diet. So, Uh-oh. yes, um, this is important because Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine, let medicine be thy cure. And so what we've gotten away from is what is the root of our inflammation? It is almost always going to be your diet. You have to think um, – 
What is it that's causing me to feel this way? Sugar is always gonna be a bad idea for your hormones. It's always gonna be a bad idea, period. It causes inflammation in your body or your white blood cells attack it so it can't attack other things because it's an actual toxin in your body. So reducing that and having it just be for special occasions is really important. It doesn't need to be a part of your daily consumption. Caffeine, I mean, I love coffee, but I really try and limit it to one a day. And sometimes I'll throw in some coconut oil in there because that kind of mitigates some of the load it'll put on my adrenal glands by throwing healthy coffee where you like blend it or whatever? I have. I have. Actually, one of our writers, Claire Marlowe, she always puts a little coconut oil and then blends it. She taught me to emulsify and it's like drinking a latte. It's really good. Um, Some people add in butter. Just that healthy fat we get so nervous about fats, but fats are imperative for our hormone health. They really are. Now, I'm not talking about vegetable oil or fried foods. I'm talking about really good omega-6 healthy fats that you can find in wild salmon, that you can find in olive oil, coconut oil, chia seeds. Avocado, right? Avocado is awesome. Yes, I'm so glad you mentioned that. These are really imperative for your brain. They're imperative for your hormones. You need these for your body to function well. So we have got to get away from that myth that fat is bad. In fact, one of the best things you can do for a diet for your hormones is to increase those healthy fats. And your body actually needs fat to burn fat, so don't be afraid of it. Now, if you're eating a ton of fat and a ton of sugar, like I wouldn't recommend that, but you wanna try and reduce some of those processed foods, reduce the sugar, Increase the healthy fats, always plants. You can never go wrong with plants, right? <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. And I think what's hard is when my husband and I were building our businesses mm-hmm. and working full time, and I had his doctor call me mm-hmm. and say, it's no longer, if he has a heart attack, it is when, mm-hmm. because we were doing everything wrong. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we started down the road of what do we need to change? And because I was working so crazy, it was so hard. Right. I'd go to the grocery store to buy the things I always bought. Mm-hmm. I'd pick up the can, I'd put it down. Mm-hmm. I'd pick up the box, I'd put right. it down. <laughs> I'd pick up the, it'd be like, okay, you know, as if I have time right now to cook all fresh vegetables and right. these meat. I mean, but it's doable if you just start doing it right. slowly. You always want to increase your water intake. Your body needs water to function, your glands, your hormones, your everything. Your cells need water. That's a huge part of it. So drinking clean water, again, the the plants, the healthy fats, reducing caffeine. You don't want a lot of that because, again, it's going to put extra stress on your adrenal glands. You don't need too much alcohol. That can be... Now, wine, have a glass of wine. You know, If you have a special occasion, go for it. But when you do too much, you're putting a lot of pressure on your liver. Mm. And when we're already assaulted with too much estrogen in our society, just with the toxins in our food and our clothing and all these different places, our es- our livers tend to become clogged and so with estrogen. And so you actually want to do things like eat chia seeds, maybe take turmeric, eat a lot of vegetables so that you can keep that liver cleansed. Milk thistle is a great, really cheap supplement that is great for liver cleansing. Drinking warm water with lemon is great for cleansing your liver. Lemon oil? Lemon oil. Yeah. Mm. Drop a, there you go. I like it. Full (laughs) circle. I mean, the name of the game is you want to stabilize your blood sugar. You want to lower that insulin in your body. All of those things, if they're up, it's very hard on your body. And so you want to do that. And the way that, you know, keep your cortisol levels intact and you keep your adrenal glands functioning where they're not having to over-function is to just, again, reduce that toxic load by eating clean. Is this going to hurt me or is this going to help me? That's what I ask myself. Or take it to the next level. Is this going to poison me or is this going to nourish me? And when you're looking at it like that, like, I can't have this because I'm blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, is this going to, I want to, I want to love my body well. How am I going to nourish it? How am I going to be the best mom, 
woman, wife, sister, friend I can be. And I can only do that if I'm taking care of the body God gave me. So SEEDS, I got the acronym. Now we have gotten to the last S. What Mm -hmm. is that, Ashby? So that is sleep and supplements. I kind of doubled up on you there. But first of all, sleep. You cannot have your hormones reset if you are not getting, you know, seven to nine hours a night. And as women, we actually need more sleep. And it is, there's a study, it's because our minds are always working over time. You know, notice how men can compartmentalize. They can think about one thing at a time. It actually causes our minds to need more sleep. And so you might have to go to bed a little earlier than your husband or my husband, sweetie, lets me sleep in sometimes. And that makes, I think he does it for him as much as me because I'm nicer. (laughs) (laughs) But that's important. Sleep and your hormones, your adrenal glands in particular, but they reset in between 11 p.m. and 2 a.m. So if you're awake during that time, if you kind of push past that 11 o'clock mark, your body gives you an extra shot of cortisol that's going to keep you up. Yeah. So if you can try and get to bed before 11, your body actually has a chance to reset. So you want to make sure you're getting good quality sleep. Whatever you can do to make sure you're getting a good night's sleep, you're going to notice if you don't have your sleep right, you're never going to heal, really and truly. That should, I should almost have started that. That should be the first S, to be honest, just because when you're not sleeping, that does cause stress. Everything. Have you ever noticed everything seems like a bigger deal when you didn't get a good night's sleep? Yes, it's it's just, what I call tangry. Yeah. <laughs> People get hangry. I get tangry. Me yeah. too. For sure. I do too. I do too. It's just taking a step back reevaluating what you need to do and making small changes one at a time to reset, refocus, and make sure you're taking care of yourself. It's going to make a huge difference. The other part of that is supplements. There's some really great supplements you can take to support the hormones in your body. Evening Primrose is a great one. Vitex or Chastberry is another really good one. You want to make sure you're on a good probiotic. I kind of mentioned that at the beginning of the podcast, how important your gut health is. So you want a really good probiotic. There are some really good probiotics out there and you just want to maybe ask a crunchy friend, you know, go to one of your favorite health sites, just a a probiotic that works. You want to, don't waste your money, you know, same thing with fish oil. Fish oil is actually really great for your hormones and your liver, cod liver oil in particular. There's a great brand that's a fermented cod liver oil and butter blend that is really awesome. There's some supplements we need to do. Most people are deficient in two things that really greatly affect our hormone health and that's D3 and magnesium. So if those two things are off, with magnesium, you're not going to sleep well. It's going to affect your mood. It's a really great supplement. One of the things I really like are a spray that was going to be absorbed right into your bloodstream. Um, that actually helped me with nausea So because that was kind of a hormone imbalance when I was pregnant was that magnesium really helped with that. There's a one called Natural Calm that you can just have right before bed. It literally does calm you down. Magnesium is a big one. And then D3, most of us are deficient. Even Floridians that are in the sun a lot. I was actually, I've lived in Florida for 10 years and I was... Last time I got tested for D3 was a few years ago, and I was really deficient in that. And I was taking walks every day with my son, and you can tend to be very deficient, especially if you live anywhere in the north. You need to be on a D3 supplement. You really do. So, yeah, those are two things that you can use to help supplement areas you're deficient in. You have given us an enormous amount of information. And in fact, Ashby, I'd like to ask you to actually provide us a document mm-hmm. with some of these. Sure. I have I'd an idea. To. Why don't you write all of this as an article for the Good Grace Project? <laughs> yeah, so we yeah. can include it in both the <laughs> sure. podcast and on the site. Because everything you've said, uh, half of it I have no clue about and need to understand. Half of it I've heard. Um, but the specifics are amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think to incorporate it, we... I would love it if you just gave us something that we can put in the show notes in an article as well. I agree, Julie. 
All right, well, I think I speak for at least a portion of the audience where I admit that I'm a little bit stressed <laughs> hearing everything that you've shared, um, but I'm also encouraged because I know that if I incorporate even 10% of what we talked about today, I'm going to see positive results. Can you guarantee me that, you non-expert? I can guarantee you <laughs> as the non-expert that I am, <laughs> guarantee to your money back. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Well, Ashby, we really appreciate you coming and hanging out with us today. Um, of course, we um, love having you as part of the Grit and Grace Project. Um, if you haven't read any of Ashby's um, pieces, not even just her health pieces, but where she has shared some of her story with us. Um, I'm going to link to those in the show notes because I'm sure you already know now after hearing her lovely voice that you want to be her friend. But once you get to even hear more of her heart, you're going to just fall in love with her like Darlene and I already have. So thank you for hanging out with us today. It was a privilege. Thank you so much. Our beloved hippie in heels. She is actually wearing heels today in case you're wondering. Everything she said proves that she is a hippie. She's not the right age, but she is. (laughs) She's got a green smoothie next to her. (laughs) She brought a green smoothie and she's wearing adorable heels. So thank you for hanging out with us today, Ashby. Um, I, I'm sure we'll have you back again to share some other words of wisdom with us um, as we continue to try to live a slightly more balanced grit and grace life. We love to end with a quote. Why wouldn't we do one about hormones if we're going to do it about everything Absolutely. else? Okay, here it is. If you doubt the real power of hormones, ask a 13-year-old girl or a pregnant woman carefully. <laughs> that is the truth. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project online magazine. Whether you're listening in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or streaming the show, be sure to take a couple moments to subscribe, rate, and review so you never miss the next episode. You can also share the show with a friend you think might enjoy living a Grit and Grace life with us. Every week we share all the details on everything we discuss in the episode at thegritandgraceproject.org. We'll catch you on the next one.